19. With the dance field glowing in the iridescent light of Karibu's reflection, and a thousand tat swirling through the intricate patterns of the little dawn rumble, Leia felt as though she had stepped a thousand centuries into Alderaan's past, when the colony still ruled the planet, and human expansion remained a dark storm on the galaxy's horizon. The Killicks were singing their part of the song of the universe as they danced, chirping melody through their tiny proboscises, tapping time with their mandibles, drumming bass in their chest cavities. Alien and primal though the music was, the performance was as flawless as anything Leia had ever heard in Harmony Hall on Coruscant, a thousand instruments played by a single artist. Now that is just not right, Han said, adding his own special counter note to the concert. Why didn't she marry Jag Fell when she had the chance? Be careful what you wish for, Leia said, following Han's gaze. If we don't get her out of here soon, she might be spending more time than we like with Jag, being interrogated in his... Leia saw what Han had been looking at, and her sentence trailed off. On the near side of the swarm, Jaina, Zek, and Alima were frisking through the dance steps amid an eddy of dancers. The three Jedi were holding their hands above their heads, waving them in unison with the Killix and Tenny. Every few seconds, Jaina and Zek would bow forward with the entire nest and rub forearms with the antennae of whatever insect they happened to be facing. Alima bowed as well, but rubbed Leku instead of arms. It does look a little... unnatural, Leia admitted. Not at all, C-3PO assured them. It's a bonding dance, welcoming the birth of the new day. They perform it once a week before they go to the harem cave to mate. Stomach tightening in alarm, or perhaps it was revulsion, Leia turned to Han. We'll talk to them as soon as the dance ends. You're okay with the plan? For whatever good it'll do, Han grumbled. Kidnapping her would be easier, and we both know how well that would work. Leia grew exasperated with his pessimism. Since when did you start worrying about the odds? You're starting to sound, she was saved from uttering the lethal, like 3PO, by the thunderous reverberation of an alarm rumble. She turned and found all the killicks looking toward one of the passage entrances that ringed the dance field. The insects were holding their antennae vertical and motionless, and their mandibles were spread wide in menace. Most of the joiners were mimicking the gesture to the extent that their various anatomies allowed but Alima was the only Jedi doing the same. That doesn't look good. Han turned to scan the sky. Chiss? I'll be happy to ask, C-3PO said. Han shot a burst of squelch at a nearby killick. The Tat speak Bachi? Leia asked. Why, yes, Princess Leia. I've yet to discover a language the Killicks don't understand. It seems they learn every language their joiners know. A second Killick turned and answered C-3PO's question with a series of mandible clacks. For instance, that was just Snootip click code. And? Han asked. It was quite fluent. Though that particular dialect predates... We're more interested in what it said, Leia clarified. My apologies. C-3PO sounded disappointed. I believe it concerns Jedi Sabatine. Saba? 
Apparently, she appeared in the depths of the nest, rather badly injured. A knot of tat emerged from the tunnel, tumbling and staggering as they attempted to keep a hold of a flailing mass of scales. The rest of the killicks turned as one to look in Han and Leia's direction, and thrummed their chests. In fact, Tat is rather hoping that you might help calm down Master Sabatine, so their healers can close the small holes in her skull. Han took off at a sprint, with Jaina and the other young Jedi forcing their way across the dance field behind him. Leia asked Miwal to fetch the emergency med pack from the Falcon, then started running. She arrived to find Saba strapped to a primitive stretcher, an elliptical slice of scalp and skull missing from one side of her head. Han was already standing at the Barabelle's side, trying to quiet her. I know they're creepy looking, he was saying, but settle down. They're trying to help. No! Saba's eyes twitched as though she was trying to throw her head back and forth, but the head itself remained motionless. Azazens! Her lisp was more pronounced than usual, a bad sign given the head wound. Leia also saw a number of other injuries, a circle of broken scales around her temple, some lost fingertips, a third of a tail missing, and some suspicious swelling on her neck and calf. Lying on the stretcher, strapped next to the injured tail, was something that hadn't come off Saba, a human bicep fused at the elbow to a chitinous killick forearm. A blue, chitinous forearm. The killicks holding Saba drummed in protest. They point out that Jedi Sabatine's brain is showing, C-3PO translated. She's quite delusional. C-3PO rose into the air and began to spin like a pinwheel. What? Stop! Put me down, you overgrown newt! Not delusional, Saba growled. Saba, it's okay. Leia reached out to the Barabelle in the Force, trying to assure her that they did not doubt her. We believe you. C-3PO stopped spinning, and Saba's gaze shifted to Leia. The pupils of her eyes were hugely dilated. Yes? Sure. Han let his gaze linger on the forearm. Something happened to you. Anyone can see that. Why don't we take care of these wounds? Leia wished Techly had not left with Luke. She and Han had certainly patched up their share of wounds, but this was beyond their skill. Then you can tell us all about it. Now, Saba insisted. This one will tell you. Now. Okay. Leia gestured to the tat healers cowering on the edge of the sled. As long as you'll let them work on you while we talk. Saba narrowed a pebbly eye. This one thought you believed her. Saba, some of your wounds are carterized. Does that mean you shouldn't trust anyone who carries a lightsaber? The Barabelle snorted. Look, we've got some concussion missiles on the Falcon, Han said. If they kill you, we'll blast the place. Blast it? Saba began to siss weakly. You are always joking. He wasn't joking, Leia said. Do we have a deal? Saba eyed the healers cowering on the edge of her stretcher, then nodded. Deal. She lowered C-3PO to the ground again. Thank goodness. He clunked over to stand behind Leia, then said more softly, They say she's been an impossible patient. A dozen Killick healers crawled onto her body and went to work, 
sterilizing her wounds and spinning silken bandages. As they labored, Saba recounted in a halting voice her discovery of the empty exoskeletons and the attack by Welk, then ended by noting that she had found three empty egg cells and killed only two immature assassins. She was worried that the third had left early to stow away aboard the shadow. One of the healers squatting over her open skull heard an opinion, which C-3PO translated as, Patients with head wounds often suffer from hallucinations. It was no. Allow me. Leia laid a calming hand on the Barabelle's shoulder, then pointed to the arm lying next to Saba's truncated tail. If it was a hallucination, how do you explain that? One of the killicks holding the stretcher began to clack its mandibles. The healers sometimes make grafts for the injured, C-3PO translated. In her delirium, Saba must have mistaken a joiner for a chiss. The nest is searching for his body now. Saba raised her head. It was no. Let us handle this, hisser. Han motioned Saba down, then asked. Then how'd she get delirious in the first place? Where'd all these wounds come from? It was one of the healers on her neck that answered. Oh dear, C-3PO exclaimed. She says Saba must have fallen after she was poisoned. Poisoned? Leia gasped. Did this one not mention that? Saba asked. The healer on her head purred a comment. Head wounds often cause forgetfulness, C-3PO translated and the killick on Saba's neck added, and they're very sorry about the poison. They hope you won't blast the nest. Blast the nest? Leia looked to the healer that had spoken. What's that mean? It was the healer on Saba's leg that thrummed an answer. It's a powerful neurotoxin venom, C-3PO said. It causes permanent paralysis, and they have no antidote. Saba cocked her brow up at Leia. Told you. You're not dead yet, Leia said. How do you feel? Where's then? It looks. Wondering if Saba had any idea how bad she looked, Leia turned to Han. She might beat it with a healing trance, but we've got to take her back. Han looked as worried and frustrated as Leia felt. There was no question of not taking Saba back. The Barabelle was clearly in danger of dying or being permanently paralyzed, and Silgal, the Jedi Master Healer, had an infirmary and a lab back on Ossus that would have the best resources to help her. Han turned to Cockmame. Catch me, Wall, and start prepping the Falcon. The Nogri nodded and raced off toward the tunnel that led down to the hangar. And don't wake June up, Han yelled as an afterthought. The last thing we want is a Sullustan slowing things down with procedure. Leia motioned the stretcher bearers after Cockmame. Let's get her to the Falcon. Not so fast, Saba said. The Killicks paid no attention to her and started across the dance field after Cockmame. The third, Azazin. We must warn Mazder Skywalker. Leia exchanged a concerned look with Han, then said gently, Saba, the shadow is gone, remember? We won't be able to warn them until we reach Galactic Alliance space. Jaina appeared alongside the litter with Zek and Alima. Saba, are you sure about the assassins? Alima asked. It really doesn't sound like 
The inquiry was cut short when the severed arm rose off the stretcher and hit the Twi'lek in the chest. Yes, sure. They reached the tunnel leading down to the hangar. Leia sent C-3PO on with the Killix and Saba, then stopped at the entrance and turned to Jaina. How soon can you be ready? Jaina's jaw fell. Ready? Yeah, to leave, Han said, coming in on cue. You can't have much stuff to pack. Jaina continued to look shocked for a moment. Then a shadow of her father's crooked grin came to her lips. Nice try, guys. Try? Han managed to sound outraged. We had a deal. You can't hold us to that, Zek cried. Jaina raised a silencing hand to him. Let me handle this, Zek. I've had practice. Jaina, Leia said sternly. We did go after Loey. Don't try the desilogic shift on me, Jaina said. The terms were that we had to bring him back. Yeah, well, you should have told us your ex-boyfriend was sitting on him, Han countered. You held back. Didn't know, Jaina said. And it wouldn't matter if I did. Lobaka is still out there. We're not going back without him. As Jaina folded her arms, the gesture was simultaneously mimicked by the swarm of killicks that had gathered around them. But Leia was not ready to give up. Jaina, you know you're only making the situation worse. The Chiss are escalating things because of your presence. That's right, Han said. And you've proved on the rescue mission that your judgment isn't exactly sound. Jaina did a good job of maintaining a neutral expression, but Leia was too adept at reading faces to miss the glimmer of hurt that flashed through her daughter's eyes. Jaina, if you really want to help Lobaka, you'll come back with us. Leia switched her gaze to all three Jedi. You know the Chiss are an honorable people. Stop making the situation worse and give us a chance to work this out diplomatically. Jaina and Zek actually dropped their gazes, but Alima was ready with a response. And while you're trying to make contact, they'll send in a fleet of defoliators to finish what they began. Jaina nodded. Diplomacy is good, but it's better when there's something to back it up. Go ahead and make contact with the Chiss, but we're staying. That's one option, Leia allowed. But I'm concerned that you really don't know who you're dealing with. Jaina's scowl of confusion was mirrored by the other two Jedi. We're not talking about the Chiss, Han explained. You three are in way over your heads here, unless you think Saba really did imagine those assassin bugs. Alima's eyes flashed at the word bugs, but she was the first to shake her head. They were real, but they weren't tat, Zek added. That's one of the things we'll be working on, Jaina said. Until when? Once again, Leia was unnerved by how easily the trio were finishing each other's sentences. Until you become joiners? Jaina and the others shared a glance, then Zek said, That depends. On what? Han asked. On how quickly you convince the Chiss to stop, Alima finished. Maybe you'd better hurry back to the Falcon, Jaina finished. Especially if Saba is right about where the third assassin went. Leia's stomach grew hollow and worried. Jaina was right about that much, at least. They did not have time to waste trying to talk the three Jedi into coming home. And Han knew it, too. He stepped close to Jaina. Jaina, listen to me. I don't have to listen, Dad, Jaina said. 
I can feel what you're thinking. We all can, Zek added. No daughter of mine is going to become a bug hugger, Alima finished. Hey, no fair, Han objected. Just because I don't like bugs doesn't mean I'm wrong. There's something sneaky going on here, and Raynar's in it up to his neck. You don't know that, Jaina said. This is the third time we've been attacked, Leia reminded her. And Raynar did tell us he was afraid we'd try to take you away. Then he can stop worrying because we're not going anywhere until the Chiss leave, Jaina said. So hurry up and make that happen. She opened her arms to embrace Han, but he stepped back, shaking his head. No, Jaina, I'm not giving this my, I wasn't looking for your blessing, Dad. Jaina's voice had grown hard. Not angry, just hard. And I guess I'd be foolish to hope for anything else. If you're going to be Ronto-brained about this, yeah. I'll tell you what. You take Saba back in the Falcon, and your mother and I'll stay here to handle the Chiss. And recover Loey, Leia added. You'd let me fly the Falcon home? Jaina asked, cocking her head in an all-too-killick-like fashion. Alone? Well, with Alima and Zek, Han said. Sure, Jaina scowled. Who do you think you're talking to, Dad? I know how you feel about insects. She turned her back on Han and held her arms out to Leia. Mother, I wish you listened to your father. Leia's chest grew heavy, for she could see Han's frustration with Jaina turning to anger. You do know you might be the real prize in this conflict. Raynar isn't the earnest young man who went to Merkur with you. He's desperate and lonely. I wouldn't be surprised if he had instigated the whole border conflict just to draw you- Mom, sometimes you think too much. Jaina lowered her arms, then turned and started away. You'd better get the falcon off this moon. I'll try to warn Aunt Mara through the force. Jaina, Han barked. Jaina ignored him. Zek said, do what you can with the chiss. We'll keep things in check here. He turned and started after Jaina. This isn't over, you know, Han said to their backs. We're going to come back. Jaina waved over her shoulder, but Alima remained where she was, in front of the solos. I'll be going with you, the Twi'lek said to Leia. Jaina and Zek both stopped and whirled around in surprise. You will? Jaina asked. We didn't expect this, Zek said. They'll need a guide, Alima explained. They can't go back the same way they came without stopping at Yagoi, and that might not be a good idea, at least not until we know who's behind these attacks. Jaina scowled at the unexpected change of plan, but nodded and turned to her father. Do you have room on the Falcon? Sure, Han said. Why don't you all come?